in focus there. All right. Um, that was it was a good third period. Can say that. Uh, otherwise, it wasn't the greatest of games from the Kraken there. They really had a chance to take a commanding lead in this series, and they didn't really come out um, all that great. I have a theory about that. I'll wait a little bit and then I'll drop my theory and get into all of it. Um, but I uh, want to thank everybody, of course, for joining us here on Emerald City Hockey's post game live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Look at that right there. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was a tough game to lose. I mean, it's you know, it's not the end of the world. We talked about this last time. Kraken, you know, in a great spot after that last win, it meant that they could drop this one. Now we just you know start looking at a best best of three series with two games on the road, and you know. Kraken did pretty good in that situation last time around. Uh, they've looked good on the road all year long. Uh, they still even had flashes looking good against this Dallas Stars team in that third period, especially. There was, you know, they were figuring out ways of getting past Ottinger, who obviously stormed back in this one and had a good game. Also, really, I mean, the Stars defense had a fantastic game too. Kraken just couldn't get shots off. Uh, I don't know how much of it was really Ottinger had a commanding and dominant performance when the Kraken had like nine shots on goal through the first two periods. <laughs> that's see, felt more like the Kraken were beating themselves through most of this one than really the stars were beating them. If we're being honest, uh, my hair is all frizzy because you know, I don't know if you can tell, I was pulling it out watching the Kraken play defense tonight. Um, but <laughs> it was, you know, it's not the end of the world. This is why winning game three was such a big deal. And I do think that them coming back in the third period in this one was a big deal as well. Uh, just sending that message of, hey, look, we're not going to roll over. Like we are still a team that can do this and, you know, hopefully build a little bit of um, confidence going into game five in Dallas, which I'll be there. And hopefully they do, because I would like to see that. Uh, I'll have to remember to take the five gum. That's that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, look at over here at chat. Schultz Road Warriors assemble. That's right. Kraken going back on the road. This is where they've been their most productive really all season long. It's where they've been their most consistent. It's where we've seen the biggest efforts from them. Um, and really all of the games that they've really dominated outside of this last one in this series. Uh, they look fantastic on the road. So uh, I, I do think that that's a, a positive for them. Again, it's not something you want to always have to fall back on, but it is there for them to fall back on. Ron Rain, has there uh, been a single game in the second round where both teams looked good? On the bright side, if we keep trading good games, we win. Uh, and then also, I was hoping to avoid the Martin Jones experience in the playoffs, but that wasn't terrible. No, Martin Jones did a, did an okay job in there. Um, he made some big saves when he needed to in that third period, let the Kraken cook a little bit. I think that was important. Um, you know, I'm not always the biggest fan of changing out the goaltender for the third period like that. I think you want to... Um, you know, you, you you don't want to ever send the wrong message to your starter. That being said, I'm sure Grubauer and Hackstall had a productive conversation about it. I think Grubauer would understand that that was really more so about getting the rest of the team going, given that a lot of the goals tonight really weren't on Grubauer. It was a lot of defensive mistakes or turnovers or, you know, not covering anybody uh, or, you know, a questionable uh, goaltender interference call that, you know, for the life of me, I'll still just never understand why those go the way they do. Uh, but you're right. If if every team, if if this series is going to be trading good games, well then crack it in seven. Look at now, right? That that's that's what they're on pace for. Uh, and I also know what you mean. In the second round so far, yeah, almost every game has been just kind of dominant. I'd argue that last game, that last Florida Toronto game. I mean, it went to overtime. Things were pretty there i think the first game in this series was all right i know a lot of people have been having that sentiment of no good games in the second round but i i don't know i i thought the first game of the vegas edmonton series was good dry side with the four goals and everything i don't know i think there's been an there's been some okay games in this second round ty looking for some competitive hockey lol yeah you got it in the third man I was there in the third. Uh, it's just a shame the kraken weren't able to get going before that i was really hoping they were going to be able to come out for the second period a little bit better than they did you know it's one thing to to come out a little bit flat in the first period you know dallas really playing with their backs up against the wall all right you can understand that crack and maybe a little bit of jitters given the the situation and their ability to take that commanding lead in the series 
Um, but I, I really thought that they were going to be able to make adjustments from period one to period two and come out looking a lot better than they did. And the bottom line was they just didn't. Uh, Kraken looked pretty still pretty bad in that second period i mean it echoed the first 11 to 5 shot differential in favor of dallas in that second period um a tough game oh i'm just seeing jaden schwartz first star of the game really way to go i mean he, he had a fantastic game as far as you know motivating his team to get back into a tough one uh scoring some big goals and all that like that's that's a lot of stuff but interesting it's not very often that you see a 6-3 result and somebody from the losing team gets on there. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Cool though, cool for for Jaden Schwartz. Um, so yeah, I I, I thought the Kraken could have come out better in the second period. And you know what? If they had, maybe we're talking about a different result here. Even if they had at some point a little bit sooner than Schwartz potting that first one, once it was already you know it was four nothing Dallas at that point before he's able to get that one. If you're able to just get going a little bit sooner in that period, you know, keep things when it's two nothing, three nothing get something going i think the rest of the game changes especially if you come out in the third looking the way you did donnie series tied with a great series it's been a fun series it has been uh schultz can't put too much on grew kraken employed the swiss swiss cheese defense early that they did defense was very rough in this one lots of losing their men um they just started looking a little panicky i think they were trying to force things out of their own zone a little bit too much uh, trying to hit those home run passes like they did in the last game. And it just wasn't there. Dallas was ready for that. They adjusted game to game and they were ready for it. And so I just think the Kraken defense needed to, at some point, have a talk with themselves and calm things down. They really even didn't do this in the third period, even though they played better in the third period. But they just needed to calm things down and just say, all right, look, enough of this. Nobody's going to get between me and my goaltender. There's always going to be a crack in between Philip Grubauer and the closest Dallas star. I think if they had just done something along those lines, kept things very simple, you know, conservative defense in and around your goaltender, I think they could have got to stop some of that bleeding and then let the forwards come back that, that then you can pull back the forwards. You can then get things going a little bit more crack in hockey style. Uh, and, and I think that would have been a, to, to their benefit. Light with a super chat here. Really appreciate that light. Can't say the team is quitting it. Uh, wish we won, but honestly expected the loss. I like our odds in a two of three series. I like our odds too. having those two road games and the fact that the Kraken, they don't look terrible at home, right? Two and three so far in the playoffs. That's not that bad actually. Uh, so, you know, you pick up one game in Dallas, you pick up the home game again, there's your two. Uh, I, I think that's totally doable for them. I know. Just like we've been talking about all season long. How many losses have we come into this post game live? Uh, and we've had one of these therapy sessions. And the thing that that gives us hope for the next game or that thing that you know leaves us with our chin held high is the fact that this team does not quit. They always fight till the end. They always think they can come back into a game. They pull off stuff like tonight where, again, you still lost by three with that empty netter, right? So it doesn't look the greatest on the score sheet. But. You, you frustrated Dallas. You put a little bit of fear in them. They know that you're capable of scoring in bunches. They saw it last game, and then you did it again in this one. And I think it's really important that if you have a game like this where really you got outplayed or you outplayed yourself uh, through the first 40 minutes, but then you're able to come out and dominate a period the way the Kraken were able to dominate the third period, that plants that little bit of seed in that other team's you know, mind that, that seed of doubt in the other team's mind where they're going, okay, that means even if we jump out to a good first period next game, it's possible they flip that switch 20 minutes earlier and we're going to have to find a way of dealing with that. And so far, when the Kraken have played well, when they have chemistry, when they defend, when they get a four check going, when they can complete a pass to one another, like they did in the third period tonight, Dallas just still doesn't have an answer for it. The, the, the Seattle Kraken are able to beat Ottinger. They're able to frustrate and confuse their defense. They're able to score. And so I think that's still a huge, huge deal from that, that last 20 minutes of this one. Gary with the super chat here. Some good shifts and moments from everyone. Big hits, huge save. Larson goal. I know, Gary. I know. I'm so happy for him. 17 unique goal scorers. I freaking love this team now to game five that's right going on to game five and yes adding larson into that 17 unique goal scorers so far this postseason is an incredible number like i don't know i should have looked this up i don't know what the record is for like the most unique goal scorers for a team in a stanley cup playoff 
but like we got to be getting close. It doesn't like I know when when it was 15, 16, people were like, oh, here's the other teams. And it was only like three other teams. I don't I can't imagine there's very many. There's more than maybe two or three that have done 17 before. And there's still time. There's still time. There's going to be at least two more games for the crack in this postseason uh, at the very least. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Love that goal from Larson. Again, just shoot it through traffic. Good things happen, right? Fottinger can't see it. He can't save it. Dallas was able to do that pretty effectively. You look at that first goal from Jamie Ben on the power play to kick things off for Dallas. Drew Bauer just couldn't see it. Right. And it scores like it can be that simple sometimes. So, again, like I was saying earlier, the fact that the Kraken can still do those things and when they do those things, Dallas can't answer it, I think, is really important. So for for the Seattle Kraken going on the road for game five, it's just, hey, look, settle things down, calm things down in the defensive zone play your game in the offensive zone where you get that cycle going, you get the four check going, you get the net front presence. The goals are going to come. You're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. Grubauer is going to bounce back. He's bounced back all the other games in the, in the postseason so far. Got no reason to think that he won't. Uh, and so I, I, I think the, the message is pretty clear for the crack and it's just, Hey, go back. Let's just go back to playing that crack and hockey that got us here. And I, and I, you know, I, I think they're going to be just, just fine. Uh, AK, well, Kraken didn't deserve the win tonight. Stars were just better all the way around. With that said, nice rally at the end and good momentum going into Dallas. Let's take the next one. All right, so you mentioned a word in your thing there. Again, I totally agree with you, AK. I mean, I, I basically said all that stuff as well uh, as we've been talking here. But you mentioned one word, momentum. And I have a theory about the Seattle Kraken team that, you know, looking back on the, the full regular season with some hindsight, looking back on the first round with some hindsight, I think the Seattle Kraken don't know how to play with momentum. They only know how to fight against momentum and come crawling back after it, after momentum has shifted to the other team. I just don't think this team knows how to play with momentum. And you look at, at if they have a really dominant period, sometimes then they have issues containing that over into the next period or even a sequence to sequence power plays right we'll see them grind get rewarded with a power play and then the power play just falls apart because they can't handle all that momentum going behind them it's just too much of a tailwind and i think that's why we saw them come out flat in this one because it just looked to me like you know it wasn't that dallas outplayed them the first 10 minutes of this game it was that the kraken outplayed themselves they couldn't complete a pass they didn't they weren't on the same page with each other they just look it just looked like one of those games and we've all seen them and i saw this in the first 10 minutes i said Kraken aren't winning this game uh, because it just had all those moments, all those echoes of all of those, you know, Kraken games that we remember from last season, the, the kind of downer games that we've seen them play this season. And I really think thinking about it, I think it's just momentum or the idea that they'd have this positive road swing and then they come back home. They've got all this momentum and then they just lay a clunker. And I just think there's something about this team that they don't play well with momentum. They need to be fighting and pushing back against momentum and then breaking through the way they did in the third period for this one. Uh, I just think that that's, that's an interesting thing. I don't know. I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts about that. Um, but that was, a, that was a question I had after watching the first 10 minutes of this one and how rough the Kraken looked. And it was still scoreless at that point, but I was just like, the crack, this is just a, a, a Kraken game and they're just going to drop it because they just... They're sloppy. They, they weren't playing defense. They weren't making passes. I don't know. Uh, Nicole, not many positive things that you could take away from this game. They had it in them to play hard, but chose to in the in the last 20 minutes. I also really hate playoff Vince Dunn. I don't know what Vince Dunn was thinking there on a power play. He could have just poke check. Just go for the poke check. Like maybe end up tripping him or something. Like in, you know, but I don't think so. Why are you just coming in hacking down? Like I just don't even understand that such that that idea um also some chances i thought he could have taken some shots in the offensive zone times where he didn't need to get you know allow himself to get frustrated and drawn into prolonged conflicts with guys um this was a this was a rough game from vince dunn and it's a real shame because i felt like he was getting better uh as this series was going on as the second round was going on i really I really did think so. I see Gilberto agreeing that first done penalty was avoidable. You can clearly see he's frustrated. On a brighter note, does Carts keep getting more minutes? The guy's been fun to watch. 
I think it's possible. I think it's I think Cartier, because of that net front presence, we saw it on that Larson goal. That's definitely going to keep him in the lineup. That's going to keep him with minutes. We'll see what the plan is with McCann after this one. If it's to if it's to get him all the way back up uh onto the first line or not. I you know, I totally agree with their idea to to have it down there. Uh, have him down there for this first game back. Let him work work back into it. Um, RJ's in chat here with some quotes here. Got one from Jared McCann. Just talked about him. I have no idea what the hell goalie interference is anymore. I really don't. I don't think anybody does in this league. RJ saying he was visibly angry when talking about it. I agree with Jared McCann. I have no idea what the heck it is. I just don't. Like, it, you're going to say that Grubauer was out of the crease. Well. Jamie Ben pushes him out of the crease. Like he didn't have enough time to get set in my opinion. And then Ben's touching him again and his gloves getting pulled. Like he's never said, I, I just don't get it. They talk about him being out of the crease, but other times we've seen the crease doesn't seem to matter. Right? Like I, I just feel like it's been super inconsistent. And I, and I just think that that's been an issue for the Kraken all year long. And ESPN had that stat Kraken are one for four on goalie interference challenges this season. And I really believe that. I really believe that. I mean, we've been around for all of it. Um, Light with a super chat here. Another one. Thank you very much. Canter sounds and plays very angry. And I actually love that because it only makes him scarier. I agree. He is one of these guys that when he is, uh, and I'll get to this, this thing from a uh, striatic up here a little bit when he's um, determined uh, there's not a lot of things that can stop him. You know what I mean? Like there just isn't uh, Jared McCann can be a force of nature. I thought he played a very good one in this one. He had some good looks, uh, got some good chances, had some shorthanded ice time. I thought that was important to see, you know, it really meant the coaching staff felt he was ready to take on those responsibilities. This wasn't just, Oh no, you know, the plan was originally for you to come back for game five or something, but because Sprong's out, we got to, you know, fumble you into the lineup. It was like, no, the coaching staff does feel like he's, he's ready to come back in a more complete way. Um, so I liked what I saw from Jared McCann tonight. He wasn't afraid to get in there with guys or anything like that. He looked good. He looked definitely good. And yeah, truth is, I mean, he's just, he's a good player. And um, when he gets frustrated like this, you know, generally we see him come out and, and do something good, right? It's not always a goal. A lot of times it's a goal, but uh, we'll see what he has in store for us in that next game. Um, just going back to that striatic one, Dave Haxtell says he doesn't believe in momentum, only determination. Well, then I guess the Kraken have, you know, just sometimes they just have days where they're just not determined. Um, or I don't know. It just, I, I'm telling you, it just feels like that. Lindsay with the underdog mentality to the extreme. That's what it feels like. That's what it really feels like. You know what I mean? Um, I just, I, I don't know. That's that's my idea anyway. I'm, you know, we're all looking for reasons why sometimes these these things happen, right? Uh, Russ, the Kraken I know and love weren't there that first half of the game. And then they're back in the second half. They are. And that's, you know, they've done that a couple times throughout the course of this season. Uh, again, just consistency. I just want consistency. Uh, but it is, you know, it, it's just the way that they're built. But I, I like to think that they can, you know, come out in the next game. It's not going to be the same thing. We haven't seen them string two games like this together so far this postseason where they're just kind of rough games, low energy games, low determination games, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we haven't seen the Kraken have two rough ones in a row. Uh, this this postseason so far. So again, that it's another reason to have hope for the next one. Um, Coop, so many what ifs. What if Groot doesn't try to sell that call? What if we win that challenge? What if we don't get scored on that next power play? What if Alexiak doesn't give away a goal at the end of the second? Oh, I know it's there is a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of what ifs with all the losses. There's a lot of what ifs with wins too. Um, it's it's a dangerous game to go down. I think you look at some of them, like the Alexiak one, for example, and you say, okay, you need we need to play better. Uh, that's a play that you just can't afford to make. That's a mental lapse you can't afford to make, especially given that situation, especially given that it's at the end of a period, all of that stuff. And so you look at those what-ifs, and it's really just uh, don't let it happen again. Right? They don't become what ifs. They become learning opportunities, and they become an opportunity to to grow and 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 improve upon for the next game. Uh, and I think a lot of those what ifs that you have there, I, I agree with you. Those are those are all moments in which this game, you know, kind of continued to fall in Dallas's favor. Um, it's just a matter of looking at those and saying what can we do differently for next time so that that doesn't happen. And I think I think Dave Haxall has proven that the the Kraken have been very good at that this this season. 
Uh, Gordy, I still say cracking in seven. Got to catch a ferry to Victoria in the morning. Good night. Good night, Gordy. Thanks for joining us. I know I got to I got to catch a plane to Dallas tomorrow morning. I got to get up really early. So we'll see how uh, long I can keep this energy going here. Um, tons extension price going down from Ty. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's a conversation for when the postseason's over. Well, let's wait and see what he's got for us game five, right? Um, <laughs> let's let's see. Uh, Gilberto then pulling Jonesy with four left was a solid move from Hack. I'm not even mad about that empty netter. I was. You know why? Because that's where I determined that this was a momentum thing. I thought, oh my gosh, the Kraken, they're generating momentum. They're pushing and they're coming back. Don't fall for it, Hackstall. Keep the pressure on your team. The moment they pulled Martin Jones was when it all clicked in my mind that they cannot play with momentum. And sure enough, the moment Martin Jones was gone, what did we start seeing? Sloppy passes. They couldn't complete passes. Dallas was just able to easily clear it. They weren't able to get the cycle going, any of that stuff. They switched to six on five and their brains went, wow, we've got a little bit of uh, wind at our backs here. And then it didn't. So uh, normally I'd agree with you, Gilberto. I'm, I'm totally fine pulling the goaltender with four minutes left down by a couple goals. I just think with this specific Kraken team, I just think they need to feel like everything is stacked against them for them to actually go out there and perform at a top, top level. Uh, and so I don't think that that's to their benefit. <laughs> uh joey we need to go for the kill tonight and we didn't unlike what was said last game that we'd be happy with a split since we're in a good since we're a good road team i'm sorry this is not a positive two of three on the road i think it still can be joey i agree with you it'd be one thing if dallas won this game six five or four three and it was just you know hey they they got it done uh with their backs against the wall but the kraken were right there with them the whole time I would certainly be feeling a lot better about it. Um, I think this third period, you know, it's, it's the thing you just have to look at and you have to say, look, that team still exists. It's still there. They can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of doing it for at least 40 of the 60 minutes. You cannot get by dropping the first two periods of the game and then trying to turn it on. No team can do that. And you're especially not going to be able to get away with that in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And so the Kraken need to need to just not do that next time. Um, let's see. Dylan going to game five market as a win. I, I have a, a pretty good record so far this year, but I, it's not perfect. <laughs> Daniel, what is goalie interference? So if goalie is, is out of the crease, you can hog time and it's okay. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I know that like there is a difference between them being out of the crease. They're more fair game as far as incidental contact goes and stuff. It's not going to be weighed as heavily. You still can't like check the goalie. You can't like bump him to the point where he flies through the air like three feet to his right. At least I thought you couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's the best I've got on that one. Like I said, I mean, Hackstall, the video coaches... They get so many things right. How many times have we talked about game-changing moments with the Kraken challenging a play? They can't seem to figure out the goalie interference one either, so it kind of tells you that it's all up in the air. Uh, <laughs> AK, they get too cute with the puck at times. Just shoot, man. You never know. I agree with you, AK, on that one 1,000%. There was a lot of times in the first two periods where the Kraken were making one too many pass trying to get that extra little bit lower in the zone or get that little bit closer in the middle of the ice before they take the shot, just take the shot. As we saw with that Larson goal, he's got like seven guys between him and Ottinger. Just fired on net. It'll find a way to squeak through the puck. A lot of the time finds a way to squeak through. You know what I mean? It's, it's very small compared to, you know, all those guys out there. So uh, I think the Kraken do need to, need to street, need to uh, shoot more. I just think that that's something that they have to do. Um, the, it was pretty inexcusable that you end up with, I guess it's been corrected up to 10 shots on goal for the first two periods. That's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done in any world. Is that going to get it done? Stratic with the reminder to like the stream. Appreciate it. Uh, Gregory, we have a hard time capitalizing on opportunities to keep our foot on the gas. We play better in the third. And I'm confident we'll win game five. See, it's, I mean, that's that's basically the same thing I'm talking about with the Kraken struggling when they've got momentum. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Gruby was probably tired. He's been playing lots of hockey. It's possible, Pablo. It is definitely possible. We'll we'll see if um having him out is uh is uh you know gonna gonna help out with that. 
Um, if you think you know what goalie interference is, you're wrong from Lindsay. Basically, basically. <laughs> uh, Russ, the draft of that goalie interference call turning me into Charlie with the string board about the NHL. Lol. Yeah, I totally know what you mean, right? Charlie from It's Always Sunny, the meme with him at, when he's working the mailroom. He's got all the strings everywhere trying to uncover the big conspiracy. Uh, I, I know what you mean. I think a lot of people on Twitter are right there with you. Tammy, it was just one of those games, the goalie interference and power play are really the difference that could have gone the other way. Yeah, it's again, it's something, you know, you, you knew the, the PK wasn't going to be like perfect forever. And I know they weren't perfect entering this game, but they were doing really well. Um, Haskinen came back with a vengeance. That guy knows how to run a power play. And then uh, the Kraken, again, you get a couple opportunities as well. Get a couple four-on-four -four opportunities. I felt like that was the time to use their speed, and they just didn't. They played, and and he talked. Boucher talked about this on the broadcast, the ESPN broadcast, but I said it even before that. They looked like it was three-on-three -three overtime. You know how we talked about this all year? We've wanted them, or at least I've wanted them to have more of a killer instinct. I know RJ would agree disagree with me um, with the three-on-three -three overtimes. But how many times did we see the Kraken just skate it out, have possession of the puck in the zone, four-on-four, -four, skate it out of the zone and back, and then try to do some sort of entry? I don't know that I agree with that. I think, you you know, look at this last game. You guys just won that game seven to two. You telling me you don't believe that your offense can go and step it up when there's more time and space on the ice? Come on, come on. So that's another one that I would have liked to see from the Kraken is, is just better four-on-four -four play uh, just because I think that they, they could. I, I think they're built for it. I think they have an advantage there over Dallas with their blue line. You stick a Schultz out there, Vince Dunn. I know he's not playing great right now, but still, I, I would think that that would get it done for you. Uh, Lindsay, I flipped a coin on whether or not to spend an obscene amount of money on tickets for tonight and didn't end up going. The the coin hath spoken. Now I can spend way too much on game six Saturday. That's right. Lindsay, good luck, John. Needs to be there for game six for sure. Uh, not that I'm trying to tell you how to spend your money, Lindsay, but like, gotta be at game six. Uh, <laughs> this road warrior mentality is going to be bad for us as Dallas wins game five, considering how bad we are at home. I hope I'm wrong. Hey, look, we were around 500 during the regular season. We're still around 500 in the uh, postseason at home. So it's not like home games are guaranteed losses. All right. And I think that that's important to remember here. Uh, that that does mean that you can drop, you know, the first road game. I was going to say you could drop one of the road games. If it goes to seven, you can't drop that road game. That's not one that you can drop. But it does mean that they could drop game five, and I think that they would be okay. I just think, you know, even tonight, if they play 40 minutes instead of 60, I think this game's way closer, and maybe even they find a way to win. So um, I, I know what you're saying, Joey, but I, I, I think they can do it. I think they're all right. Um, let's see. See our bud all right, still in a good place. Best of three, just like the Av series. Again, again uh john don't have to like our turnovers but like the stream oh i love it i want to put that on a shirt i'll wear that for all these post games that would be a lot of fun <laughs> schultz would be nice if kraken could string a couple of wins together this postseason hey if it's coming at the cost of not stringing together losses i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> it's it's two ways to look at it but i know what you mean it would be nice just to get a little bit of something going you know what i mean you know what i mean um lindsey are the kraken undefeated with dylan five gum in the building oh yeah i like our odds game five <laughs> um are they i have to remember if they won the one ducks game that i had the the oh no i didn't have the the five gum for that game they might be they might be oh no because i had it for the game i was up in seattle so on the road, though, on the road, though, uh, but we did lose that Tampa game because it's Tampa. So, of course, we lost <laughs> when I was up in Seattle. My one game at Climate Pledge this year. Um, never give up. Never surrender. Galaxy Quest from Donnie. Love it. Love it. That's totally what this team is for sure. Now I want to see like a, a Galaxy Quest poster with all the Kraken like uh, photoshopped on there. Um, Russ, it gives me heart palpitations, but we uh, love the grind, don't we, folks? what it's all about sports 
best reality show out there let's go uh i'm serious though it's the it's the ability to elicit all of these emotions that i think makes sports so special and so unique and i and i use that to defend it against all the people that i know that don't like sports or think it's bad or whatever uh no the 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 fact that like a community like this can come together we can talk about the game i think that's really cool the fact that we can all get together and and watch a team win and all share in that happiness and all that great stuff um but also just the fact that you know sports will make you feel something that not much else in life can make you feel and uh and and in the same in a short amount of time and i think that that's really cool as well uh flipsy yes script writers getting real lazy and then schultz down there aren't they on strike they are on strike <laughs> i know a lot of my friends uh out there on the picket line the crack have been keeping me from being able to join them actually <laughs> um, uh yes uh Let's see, uh, Buffalo guy. This is exactly what happened with the Stars. The last series lost one in overtime, one two got blown out in three, one four, one five, one six. Well, let's hope that that script does not repeat itself. Uh, let's hope whoever wrote that one is is out on the line as well. Canner uh, coming back is great, but also was probably a little disruptive. Should have settled that should be settled down next game from Tammy. Yeah, I mean four penalty minutes isn't what we wanted to see from McCann coming back. That's probably not what we had in mind. Um, but I, I think he will be more settled down for the next one. I also think you know, look, if the rest of the team is playing a little bit better too. Uh, it's probably easier for him to get worked back in. It'll be interesting to see though, like what the plan is um, as far as where he's going to slot into the lineup, because I really don't think that game five, the plan was ever to have him on the fourth line. I think that was just something here because it was maybe a little ahead of their time um, table for him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what they have going on with him there uh also from tammy i think sitting grew was good to give him a little rest also give jones a little work let him shake off the rust i agree uh I, like i said earlier i'm not usually in favor of a move like that but it did feel like the appropriate thing in this one and it did spur on the team to kind of come out with that better effort level so i'm all right with it ultra otter was great otter was all right like he was good i will give you that he was good obviously an 842 save percentage isn't like the best thing in the world um, I just think the Kraken didn't really test him that much. It, and and you know what? That probably helped Otter after that last game, you know, struggling. The fact that, you know, you, he got tested regularly enough that he wasn't going to get, like, complacent, but he wasn't threatened enough that it was going to get to him. But then when the Kraken really poured it on in the third period there, they're able to get some goals, get bodies in front of him, and you could you could start seeing those those holes in his game open back up a little bit. So it's going to be really interesting to see if the Kraken could come out and attack him early on in that next one. Um, Bones, NHL can't let Dallas lose two good times in a row. <laughs> Maybe, but so far they haven't let us lose uh, two times in a row either. So I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Edward goalie interference is okay. If you push the goalie out of the crease first precedent has been set. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, let's see. Joe mama. Great name. Very original outclass stars are clearly the superior team. Where were you last game? That's what I have to ask to you. Uh, Joe mama. <laughs> Uh, I really hope you're wrong about them not being able to play well with positive momentum and expectations because that would probably not mean great things for next season. They've got a whole off season to figure it out and come to terms with it and figure out a way to make it work. Uh, but yes, I, I know what you mean. It's not the, it's not the great thing ever. Uh, Daniel, I don't think Dunn gets called for a penalty if his stick doesn't break. I agree with you on that first one, Daniel, but the bottom line is I still don't know why you're coming down hard on the stick there. A poke check would have sufficed. You can knock the puck loose. Don't let Foxa get in there and, and make that play. Um, I think you'd be all right. You know what I mean? Like, you just didn't need to do that. Uh, Cheshire Cat with the super sticker. Just work with the, the thing on here. Oh, I hope it popped up. I hope it popped up on the YouTube thing. I'm over in StreamYard, so I hope that popped up, Cheshire Cat. Thank you very much for that. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Let's go. RJ. Hey, Dylan. Where were the crack in those first 40 minutes, bud? Uh, I don't know. I was I was watching. I was looking for him. Couldn't find him. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of guys out there wearing their jerseys, but uh, it, was, it didn't quite feel like them. But then that third period, I mean, 
they do what they do. You know what I mean? They come out, they pressured hard. That was the first time it felt like, hey, they can make a pass to one another. Like, that was pretty cool. You can get the puck out of your own zone, move it up the ice, get the four check going. Um, I think it's important that they had that for that third period, RJ. But, boy, I wish in a game like this they could have had it a little sooner. Right. I mean, I mean, it should be no surprise. I mean, we know this team. There's no quit in them ever. Um, so that's huge. Uh, let's see. So that is huge. But, um, yeah, just was kind of too little too late. They put on a good push, but, um, you know, just need to play better through the first, you know, 20, 40 minutes, really. Yeah, that's 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 a big aspect of all of this. Um, I had a theory came to me earlier, RJ. It actually came to me when Dave Haxtell pulled the goalie, pulled Martin Jones in this one. All right. And my theory is that the Kraken cannot play with momentum. This is a team that has to be fighting against momentum to be able to accomplish anything. And that would explain the, the bad start to this one because they had all the momentum from the last game. It would also explain why they went from being like super hot and then the moment the goalie's pulled, they can't make passes, plays all down in their own zone, even though they don't have a goalie and all this stuff starts falling apart on them. Uh, any thoughts it's, on that? It's an interesting theory. I mean, I, I, I don't want it to be correct. I mean, it tracks in some aspects, but yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, we'll, we'll keep watching for, for that. Sorry, it keeps, uh, the screen keeps going away. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, as long as you can hear me, I guess. Just just stand there and smile, RJ. You're, you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it would explain the whole, you know, they can go on an epic road series and then come back, you know, to Climate Pledge Arena and just play bad. <laughs> it's just momentum. Not good for them. <laughs> um, how was, the, how was the, the, you know, the locker room after this one, RJ? We saw what you put about McCann in chat. Thank you for that. That was, that was cool to hear from him. Um, I got to imagine, though, that guys, you know, probably disappointed with themselves, given how the, the game started. Yeah, I think they were disappointed themselves. I think they knew that that wasn't kind of the game they wanted to play. It wasn't their best game. Um, Jared McCann personally just seemed very frustrated. Uh, you saw the answer he gave about the goalie interference call, and, and he seemed just kind of frustrated in general about how that game went. I think that's not what he was looking to have happen overall in his first game back, and, and I think he was kind of, fighting it it was getting a little heated toward toward the end of this one too um jordan everly a little bit more i mean sorry Jaden schwartz a little bit more measured you know as you might expect uh you know the more veteran player and he had a really good game personally but yeah i think yeah. the whole team kind of wanted better as a whole yeah just wanted to know what kind of uh what kind of room i'm going to be walking into on thursday that's all um, I, I think you'll get a room that's determined to to make things right after this game. I mean, we've yeah. seen it as kind of a theme for the Kraken, like whenever they have not the best performance, kind of a stinker. I mean, you look after game two, they came out game three wanting to be their absolute best. I think you're going to be walking. Oh, uh, obviously, you're having the problems with the video there on RJ. All right. Well, uh, we'll try to get him back here. Um, but yeah, oh, maybe. There you look back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Give me a sec. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Lindsay, if we declined that power play in the third, then they definitely would have scored again five on five. I'm telling you, there needs to be an option where we can decline penalties. There has to be. Like, come on. That should be simple enough, right? Right? We can make that happen. We'll petition the league in the offseason. Talk to the uh, competition committee. <laughs> Uh, good point on the empty netter comment, dude. Have fun in Dallas. It's a great place to catch a game. The fans are fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my first time in Texas, so excited about that as well. Uh, all right, let's try this again with RJ. How's right. it going? Should be RJ? better now. I don't know what was happening there. Sorry about that. It's all right. It happens. Um, it's the hexagon still in. It's the hexagons. The stream just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I know. So yeah, we we have learned that hexagons are the worstagons. I won't wear this shirt again. Sorry, everybody. It's probably too small for you all to see it, but yeah, there's little hexagons on here. It's the pattern. So that's it. That's it. We know now for next time, everybody. That was a big question last game. We we have our answer. Edward, there was an episode of South Park where the Avs let a team of kindergartners play the third period for them. Are you saying that's what the Stars did? I'm not going to let you take away all that good work from the crack at Edward. Not like that. Um, but you are right. And it's a great episode. Uh, Striatic. Maybe in the meantime, CPA needs some quiet offense at work graphics like the Seahawks have. <laughs> oh, you think that would help, RJ? Again, if the momentum's what's bad, that might help them. I guess so. I mean, creative, creative solutions, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I guess we're at that point here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people call it an interesting theory. 
So we'll, we'll okay. I'll take it. I'll take interesting. <laughs> it's better than what I'm usually called. Um, let's see. Imagine if Hackstall pulls a Dean Evison and puts Jones out for game five from Fusion Mix. I really don't think that's happening, and I really don't want it to happen. No, I don't either. That would be a very bad idea. I, I thought he did fine in relief, though. So, like, good to see him, you know, just in there looking somewhat solid. Yeah, no, if, if they need him, he's there. Striatic Otter still hasn't had a quality start per Munning Puck all season, all series, uh, all season. Boy, that would be interesting. Um, all series. Yeah, I talked about it earlier, RJ. 842 save percentage from him. Look, the bottom line is the Kraken still know how to get after him, and that's just get, get bodies in front of him. You know, get him a little bit confused with what you're doing in front of him with like the tic-tac goal that we saw, uh, the, the, the one of those Jaden Schwartz goals, the Adam Larson one, of course. He's never going to see that puck. He can't ever stop that one. Um, so I'd like to see the, the Kraken come out and try to do that a little earlier on than maybe with, you know, 10 minutes left in the game. Yeah, I mean, it really did turn into like the, the, the goalie battle here, too. If they were bumping Grubauer, they could, they were making life difficult on Philip Grubauer. And, and, you know, the Kraken weren't really doing that to Jake Ottinger. They weren't making him move a lot side to side. I just think the difference in how, how easy or hard each goalie had it tonight was pretty stark. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Edward Hexagons, more like Hextagons. Yeah. Definitely. I think we can we can agree on that now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Edward should have known the word hex was in there the whole time. You know, hindsight is really one of those things that gets you. Yeah. Where was this in chat after the last game? You were there, Edward. I know. Uh, Lindsay, still can't be too upset. Tied 2-2. House money, guys. Got to keep it in perspective. Could be way worse. Hey, at least we are at the Leafs down 0-3. Hashtag, how does this affect the Leafs? Love it, Lindsay. Love it. Yeah, and I think, you know, get going into these two games, tied 1-1 with Dallas after two, I think you take a split beforehand. It's tough when yeah. the order comes like this, but you would take that split. You'd feel comfortable in a best of three here. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's just one of those. And, you know, look, I don't know. Maybe if this game was a little stronger, RJ, I'd really be like, yeah, no, it's fine. We're, we've totally got this. It's the Gav series all over again. Uh, there was just enough of it where it was just like, hey, get going. Like at some point, get going here. And yeah. maybe now, maybe now. Uh, so that was that was one of them. Um, let's see. Oh, Lindsay. I don't know. Maybe RJ needs to wear the shirt again to reverse the Kirks. Hexa be gone. Hexa be gone. Okay. Interesting. I, I don't that, know that about that though. I, I I don't think I should wear this one again. I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to test it, especially you know, depending on how game five goes for that game six. Um, well, I won't wear it for game five for sure. No suit for me game five. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, Edward Dillon, no, the opposite first two periods felt like a pro team versus peewees. I just don't get it, RJ, because like the last one we were seeing them, they were connecting on long stretch passes through a couple zones. Like they were able to do a lot of stuff. And then this one, they literally couldn't pass cross defensive zone to each other. Like, I just don't know what happened there. Yeah, I, it just they were out of sync and stuff that it wasn't really always the stars forcing it either. It, right. it just like I get out of sync is, is kind of the words I can think of to describe it. I don't know why. I mean, it's hard to explain that. I don't know why exactly that happened. Um, something you're going to want to look at. I mean, yeah, they didn't have like a practice day in between, but that's kind of been par for the course all playoffs. So right. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't know what to make of the crack in defense either, RJ. Made the joke when it came on that my hair is all frizzy like this because I was pulling it out watching the crack and play defense tonight. Um, this was really the first game that I felt like, you know, really – all six of them just had a bad game defensively where it was just, you were losing guys in the defensive zone, just weren't bodying them up. Both guys are trying to leave the zone and move up with the puck before the pucks left the zone. Like it was just weird how often they were just, you know, not really kind of aware of their surroundings. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, I don't know where that comes from. It's uncharacteristic for this team and especially kind of one through six. Uh, you look at how they let guys kind of behind them. They were missing their D zone assignments too. We've seen that from them in the past, but even just with the puck, that was the biggest difference. It's just kind of the play with the puck and, and not making those smart plays. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have a whole lot of answers. No, I know. For that. I know. It's just one of those things where it's like, you're not trying to miss your D partner with a, with a cross ice pass in your own zone. Like they're not trying to do that. Right. No, exactly. I totally know what you mean. It's, it's that, it's just that way. Um, Bumber 
Uh, there was a lot of weird bounces of pucks going in between skates and off skates. Unlucky bounces, question mark. Got to make our own luck, though, I guess. There was some in this one, RJ, where it felt like the luck wasn't always there, especially with some of the bounces in and around Jake Ottinger in the crease there. Or even if you look at the Ty Domi empty net goal. I mean, there's like three Kraken that go in for that puck, and it just bounces right over their stick, and he's able to just keep going. Um, I, I do think that that was a little bit of it tonight, but it really doesn't explain just kind of the – the, the poor early start for the Kraken. Yeah, and I like that. Like, you make your own luck. I mean, you if you're in positions to take advantage of bounces when they go your way or don't go your way, I mean, that's kind of what determines whether you're going to be able to benefit from that or not. And I think the Stars were just all over for when those bounces happened. They were in the right spots. Yeah, uh, basics talking about that. I think there was a little bad luck in there. Ottinger made some good saves. Kraken definitely could have played much better, though. One or two more players step up their game, and this game was winnable. Um, I also see there was another one in here from Schultz. There wasn't enough physicality early. Took Cartier's hit to ignite something. Cartier finishing with seven hits in this one, RJ. And then also the big job of being in front of Ottinger for that Larson goal towards the end there he's still playing really really well that being said now that now that jared mccann has a game under his belt do you think we see him move back up to the first line i think probably i mean that's eventually probably where you want him you don't want him on the fourth line forever and i think this game kind of eased him back into it a little bit dave haxtall you know did say it's a real tough assignment for him going in there and and just getting thrown right into playoff hockey like that. And so, you know, he's going to have his ups and downs. But I, I thought Karchi was really good. I liked what I saw from him. The physicality reached a new level tonight. Um, and so I think he's kind of earned a spot somewhere. We'll see where Dave Haxtell decides to put him. Uh, but, yeah, McCann was taking some shifts, too, toward the end of the game in the third period up with Beneers and Eberle. And I do think that's ultimately where they want him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that was probably the plan for game five all the way all along, whether he was going to play in this one or not. Um, Let's see. Uh, what did Hackstall say tonight? So Hackstall, um, I mean, I, I, you know, he wasn't a huge fan of the effort in the beginning. He did acknowledge, you know, look, we don't give up. We, we didn't go away. Um, but yeah, I, I think he felt that there were some things to be cleaned up. Um, I, I do remember his, his answer on the goalie interference thing. I, I put in what McCann said. Yeah. Um, Hackstall said that basically kind of going through the play. And at first he said, I don't really want to get into it, but then he did really get into it. Um, so he said that um, that that Gruby, I felt like Gruby was kind of thrown so far out of the crease there that he couldn't really, no matter how much time is in between that and the shot, there, there's impossible to reset. And so that kind of was his argument uh, on that play. And it was interesting DeBoer kind of countered with that, you know, he felt like Grubauer did reset and then the shot comes in. And so, you know, he, at that point, it, it, the second shove, isn't as relevant because you know he's getting pushed in and all that stuff so those were that was kind of the two coaches opinions on it i'm sure you guys have talked about this at length from the start um but that's those were kind of the big takeaways from from the coaches comments yeah, i mean it's just that endlessly trying to figure out what this is right because it feels like from call to call like there at no point have we seen a precedent really set with some of what the kraken have had to deal with specifically this year i'm sure if you looked at all of the games you'd be able to really kind of figure it out but based on the kraken espn talked about it Kraken one for four when challenging goaltender interference this season. So clearly, you know, Kraken have a great job of challenging, got great video coaches, all that stuff. They, they can nail the offside called nail all that stuff. It's clear they're not necessarily maybe all that clear on what can constitute goaltender interference, just like, you know, at least I'm not. Yeah, and as, as McCann said, I don't think anyone in this league is, and I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people agree with. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, and you look at the video coaches, they clearly saw something there. Um, and, you know, and it's their jobs to see that when, yeah, when you're one for four, you know, like on the offsides, it's cut and dry. You, you get that 100 percent of the time because you can see it. Uh, goalie interference just feels like nobody knows. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, Dante, they will respond in game five. The Kraken will win. I'm, I'm sure hoping for that. And then Bumber. Uh, ben is a veteran at walking that line. Uh, boy, is he RJ. So we saw Pavelski get moved back up to the top line for the Dallas Stars. And this is where I was really upset with 
I think this is probably what upset me the most with the Kraken's slow start to this one, RJ, was it allowed Pavelski in that top line with Robertson and Hints to get going a little bit. And the last thing I wanted was for that move to actually work for Pete DeBoer because it was kind of a move of desperation to reunite those guys. And it, and it just felt like it wasn't even because they were doing it. It was just because the Kraken were going to let anybody score tonight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I keep thinking of that turnover. He didn't score on it, but giving Robertson that chance was able to just walk into the slot. Uh, you know, you don't want to give them opportunities like that where they feel like they have space. It's interesting. Although one of the things that um, that Allison, I was sitting next to Allison for the coaches pressers, and she was pointing this out to me. She was looking at the stats, and um, apparently, according to you know the expected goals, like Corsi and Fenwick for all of that, you know, the yeah. more advanced metrics that top line of Hints, Robertson, and Pavelski apparently got caved in. They had like 30% or so of the expected goals, which is not what I would have thought given the eye test. So it makes me want to kind of go look back and see. I was telling her I kind of want to see the splits of like, okay, periods one and two versus period three and how much of that was made up in the third once it was five to one. But um, just something to consider there. It, it didn't really match with what I thought I saw. Yeah, no, I'm looking at Money Puck right now, obviously leading the way for the Stars with 11.23 time on ice together at 5 on 5. 2.269 expected goals for, 0.448 expected goals against. So, yeah, I mean, that's not great. <laughs> Those aren't great there. And I mean, what are the actual goals? Uh, on ice goals for, uh, it's 0 0. Okay. At 5 on 5. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. That's a really interesting one. Of course, leave it to Allison. And, I know. Oh, I know. Like, I wouldn't have even thought about that. But of course, she's on it and kind of looking and um, has that interesting takeaway. So I'm sure she's going to put that in her post game thing. Sorry, Allison, for kind of taking that, grabbing it here for, for our post game. But like, it was just too interesting not to talk about. Of course, do it right before I got to go and face Allison. <laughs> I, did, I did tell her you're going to be there in Dallas. She said, great. So cool. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, looking at the, I mean, even their next line, the Ben line, uh, also, I mean, even worse, it looks like at five on five as far as the uh, expected goals against versus the expected goals for. Um, although, you know, it's not totally a surprise. The Kraken, they're a five on five team. They've played well this way all year long. That's, you know, that's the way it is for them. But still, given the fact that the Kraken had, you know, nine adjusted to 10 shots on goal through the first two periods combined. I'm still surprised that any of these numbers would look like this at five on five even. Right. It's, it's kind of surprising to me. And also on the, the 10 shots on goal through two periods figure, as soon as that was even brought up to Hackstall, he just kind of interjects like, yeah, that's not enough. That is not nearly enough. No. Um, so he knows. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Schultz asking if there's any Berkey updates. Uh, I, I mean, still not for this round. I, I, I think even, you know, early next round would be a stretch. Right. I think it would. Uh, he's not coming back this round. If the Kraken do get past this round and, and they start the series in the Western Conference final, we will, of course, ask uh, and see if there's an update to be given, because that's kind of the point where you start to think about it. But he's not coming back for this series. No, uh, unfortunately. Is there any word or guesstimate on the can increasing minutes and special teams? I mean, I would assume probably not yet. Yeah, not yet. I think that's something that the team's going to want to go and evaluate, watch the film, talk with him, see where he's at, uh, and, and kind of, re again, reevaluate right before game five where they want to put him. I mean, Dylan, you'll be there for morning skate. You'll see kind of where, you know, where he's at, what what line rushes he's on, uh, yeah. what he's doing as far as power play works. So I'm sure you'll you'll keep us all up to date on that. Yep, definitely will. Uh, we definitely wanted to make sure I could get in. That's why I'm going tomorrow, so I could make sure I could be there for the, that morning skate because it should be a big one. Uh, we've had this fun um, uh, uh, troll in here, RJ, Joe Mama. A move of desperation, lol. That's one of the best number one lines in the NHL, and the only time they've played a part in three years is in this series. It was also the last series, so I'll you know, throw that one out there. Um, but it was for this series. I mean, tell me the stars weren't desperate going into this, and that's the that's the change that they made. I'm just saying, like it, it tracks the logic tracks. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with the Dallas Stars, RJ, and I haven't talked about it yet. This post game live is one of the things that frustrates me with the Kraken again coming out as flat as they did was the stars were missing a lot of guys. Like there was a lot of people out of the lineup for them. Um, and that's, you know, even before Mason Marchment ended up having to leave the game early on, obviously I hope he's okay. But um, 
They had uh, um, Jamie Ben for a bit too. Jamie Ben left for a little while, but Hawk and Paul wasn't in there. She so didn't have to deal with his physicality, you know, defensively. He didn't have to worry about that. And then also, um, Delandria. Uh, Delandria was out with uh, illness, I believe it was. And so it did. It felt like one of those, you know, you didn't know if, if, if Haskinen was going to be at 100%. I mean, we should have known he would be. He's a great player. Yeah. Oh, wow. He played like, what, 31 minutes? Yeah, 31.02. Incredible. Yeah. No, and you could just tell, like, I, I, you know, again, speculation, something has to be broken in there. He was so swollen. That looks so painful, RJ. <laughs> looks yeah. so painful. And there, um, there are pictures up on Twitter of his face from the close-up scrums. Like, look at him if you dare. But, yeah, it's it's clear he, he got hit pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. So I just thought that that was, again, another one where it was, look, Dallas Stars are missing some people here. These are guys who have made some noise in this series. Uh, you could really take advantage of that as you're looking to, you know, kind of go up and, and take a commanding lead in the series. And again, just the Kraken didn't. Right. <laughs> That's a situation you can take advantage of, especially that short bench. When you lose Marchment that early in the game, all of a sudden you got to start yes. rotating the other forwards. It's difficult for a coach. And I will say Pete DeBoer, I mean, he showered praise upon the players who, you know, came in in that tough time, like uh, Kivi Ranta and, and those guys who stepped up uh, when needed. And I mean, <laughs> the, his words about uh, like Miro Haskin, like, I mean, what more could you say about a guy playing like 31 minutes in those circumstances? Yes. But, you know, he talked about him and, and Pavelski stepping up, taking on the increased load as well. Talking about how those guys never, ever cheat for offense. Like everything they generate is just, is honest. They play an honest game. I mean, I, like after that kind of game, why, why wouldn't you be talking about your top players like that? But um, DeBoer gave him a lot of credit. Exactly. Uh, no, they're they're fantastic players. Shea saying Dallas is putting so much on one guy, it's crazy. I'm assuming talking about Haskin in there. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to put on him. But you know what? This is something that we've talked about with the Kraken, right? When you have one of those defensemen, one of those true number one defensemen in this league, this is what you they can do. Uh, we've seen a lot of teams win Stanley Cups. You don't have to go back very far. Look at Victor Hedman with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll always think back to some of those uh, Chicago runs with Duncan Keith, where they are. They play 30-plus minutes almost every single night. Go all the way back to Anaheim with uh, Niedermeyer and Pronger. I mean, they were playing like close to 40 minutes a night, it felt like, in that 07 series. So um, it, it's one of those things when you have one of those just rock star defensemen you can have them play half that game through the postseason and they will help carry your team. And that is one of those aspects of having an elite defenseman on that roster. Yeah, absolutely. And you can play him for half the game too. It's just he's there all the time. Yep. And I mean, you see the difference from last game to this game. Exactly. It's, it's a big one. Um, let's see. Ayers asking, was McCann put in too soon tonight? I mean, I don't think it, it hurt the team. I mean, I, he didn't seem to aggravate any kind of injury. So, um, you know, there, there's limited downside there since he seems okay health-wise. I don't think he hurt the team over Jesper Froden. I think they, they were probably better off having him in the lineup there. So I guess with those two answers, no, I guess they didn't put him in too soon. Although I, I do think there was kind of a feeling out process and adjustment process for him. He certainly wasn't 100%. He didn't look like, you know, all of what we know from Jared McCann, but maybe it's good to get that out of the way, get those game reps out of the way now. Do you, deal, and do you know what his final ice time was? I forgot to check. Yes, it was 13-11. He had 108 on the power play and 48 shorthanded. And it's that shorthanded time on ice, RJ, that for me tells me that, you know what, he's he's back and any of that stuff that you were just talking about because I saw that too. I think that was also just playing with the fourth line and in a role in a situation that he's not totally used to and just being out as long as you are, the fact that it was, you know, what we are assuming was a concussion, all of that. I'm, I'm willing to excuse some of those, some of those things from McCann, but obviously the coaching staff felt like he was ready to go. They gave him his spot on the PK. Yeah. And that was big. And I remember one of the PKs too, he was out there for the end of it uh, where it was, he was out there with Maddie Beneers and Jordan Eberle was coming out of the box. And so they're like, okay, we could have him kill the penalty and go back out there with the top line. So uh, they were putting him in those positive situations. Yeah. Uh, Ty asking you, RJ, if your price for done is going down. Yeah. I mean, yes, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been a bit of a tough playoffs for him. He's had some good moments, but I really, you know, if it's in that 8.5 to 9 range, which is what probably he's going to be seeking, I feel really, I feel really nervous about that, to be honest. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk about it more as we approach the offseason. Yeah. But 
we'll see if this does bring the actual price down. Yeah. Uh, Bumber, uh, Alexiak aggressive pinching and zone carries beneficial or too risky? I know he has giant silky hands, but still, um, I like him. I, and you know what? Good things have happened all season. Like, you know, they're just guys sometimes go on magical offensive seasons from any position on the ice. And uh, I think this is just one of those for Alexiak. So if he's feeling it that night, you let him feel it. Yeah, we saw a couple moments this game, too, where I thought he was able to generate something offensively, too, when he's feeling it with the puck. He's so hard to, like, body out to the side. I mean, if he's taking that puck around you, like, how do you get across him to get that puck? Uh, if he's coming in at you and I mean, we kind of have a little bit of a joke up in the press bridge, like for moments like that, where we see him coming and we're like, Oh, Bobby or Lexiak, <laughs> yeah, Bobby, <laughs> what you doing? So, yeah. no. And I like, you know, to be honest, uh, so much of what the cracker are able to do defensive or offensively comes from, you know, getting the defenseman involved. And, you know, how many times in this one was Adam Larson down low? And, and finding, you know, he was getting open and he was able to generate a shot a lot closer than you'd think he would. Uh, we've seen that from Alexiak in the past, as we just talked about. Carson Soucy, obviously, last game. Um, Vince Dunn throughout the year. Will Borgen a lot, especially earlier on in the season. And then Justin Schultz, who's looked fantastic this whole postseason. So I think that's just a big part of how the Kraken like to play the game. They like to activate that defense. You talked about it. That's, that's one of the hallmarks of Dave Haxtell's system. Um, so I, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty much in favor. They've done a really good job of working with these guys from last season to this season about learning when it's okay to, to pinch up when it's okay to be aggressive and having like the wingers or the center understand when their defenseman is doing that, that somebody has to be back for them to not allow the odd man rushes. Because really I can't tell you how many games we lost last year because of that scenario that we were able to win this year because we just didn't have them. You know what I mean? I think that was yep. probably, that might've been the biggest difference as far as like an on ice, like strategy X's and O's standpoint um, that the Kraken were able to take year over year. So uh, I, I trust in what the Kraken have been doing all season when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, let's see. I want done around two. Just curious on what people think from Ty there. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it a ton uh, yeah. when the off season comes around. Good night, Pablo there. I know uh, coming up on the hour here, I'll do a quick last, um, last call here. Uh, Ryan stars fan here. Seattle is crazy good with their pressure game. Great series so far. Looking forward to the next couple games. Uh, we are too, Ryan. It's going to be a good one. This has been a, a fun series so far. Nice back and forth stuff. Um, you know, if it sticks to that, it should be all right, RJ. We'll take it in seven. Yeah, if it sticks to that pattern. I think from game one, we kind of figured this would be a long competitive series. That's what it's shaping up to be. And it's been a fun back and forth. Um, you know, it's, it's been great seeing, you know, Stars fans, whether in here or just on Twitter or uh, and talking with some of the Stars media tonight, too, getting to meet some of them and um, kind of seeing them uh, enjoy the city, too. We've heard good things about the city of Seattle from from those traveling from Dallas and uh I'm sure you'll you'll have good things to say about Dallas uh, when you come back. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. The weather is, doesn't look great. Uh, Mid-80s <laughs> with thunderstorms and scattered showers. Like, oh boy, uh, packing today was sure interesting. I'll say it that. Uh, yeah. The base, the base six, would love to see Geeky assert himself more. He's not getting much ice time. Needs to prove himself more to get it. He still has a wicked shot, but zero shots on goal. Look, he's playing a different role when he's up there on that second line in the winger spot versus when he's centering the fourth line. So I'll excuse some of it. Um, I do think that he was much better last game than this one, but I could say that about just about everybody on the team. So I don't know. It seems like they kind of rise and fall together. I will say one of the Kraken's best chances all game, I thought, was um, Geeky made a really nice pass from behind the net out to Wenberg. And it was earlier in the game, too, when a goal would have really helped in that moment. Wenberg kind of fanned on that puck a little bit, didn't go the way he wanted to. But good vision from Geeky there on that pass. Like, I think he still was creating something. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then, Strag, does the PK need any changes after giving up some goals? Ah. Uh, I don't, I, I think at this point, not really like again, holding them to the, you know, to the outside, not to the outside, but up top, basically letting them kind of play around with it up top. I think you want to cover better in front of your own net. You want to, you know, do better in that area, but that isn't like really a tactical change. It's just execution. I think that's what needs to get better. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And you know, it's just, it's the simple stuff and it goes for the same thing when they were defending five on five. 
they just didn't have it tonight in any shape or form, whether it was going to be on special teams or five on five, they just did not have defending really like in them uh, for this one. Um, unnecessary zippers only watched the first period, but did McCann look super shaky a little bit, maybe early on, but he started to pick it up and he started getting more shifts with either the first line or even the second line. That's partly why geeky had less ice time too. going back to geeky. It was a shift or two. I saw with him in there. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Ty and Bumber talk about the power play. Power play is a full-on bathroom break. I honestly get worried when we're up a man. It's the, it's the momentum, RJ. They just can't handle it. Right. I mean, it's it's tough because, I mean, Jared McCann kind of being integrated back into the power play in this one. Uh, there were a few moments where the puck kind of hit him in the feet or he wasn't able to really collect it. He didn't feel as yeah. confident, I think, shooting the puck and, and being in his normal spot. And I think that's just going to take time. But they have had to make a lot of changes on that power play, rotating guys in and out, missing McCann, then bringing in Karche, and then Sprong being out as well. Um, we haven't talked about that for the power play. I mean, that really hurts too. So I, I just think there's a lot of moving parts. They just got to simplify. That's been the answer all along is just simplify, get shots from the point, and send guys to high danger areas to be there for the rebounds. Yeah. Uh, Schultz geeky to the fourth for, for Cartier. Well, I get, I mean, I don't know if McCann goes up to the first line. And so then Cartier falls to the fourth with then put Cartier up on the second line, RJ for geeky. Yeah. That's kind of what I, I was having in mind where geeky goes down to the fourth Cartier moves to the second and McCann up to the first. Normally like after last game, I'd say that's too dramatic a change, but maybe not after tonight. Yeah. yeah I, I understand that one. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us for this one. Going to call it. I got to get up at 4.30 tomorrow morning. Get ready and get out the door. Get what sleep you can, Dylan. Thanks yeah. for staying up for this. Definitely, definitely. So uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Of course, thank Queen Anne Beer Hall for sponsoring these post-game lives. Really appreciate all their support. Go check them out. And, yeah, we'll we'll see everybody uh, after that game on Thursday. Another post-game live. Be a fun one. Yep. See you all next time.